welcome to the Part-Time Wife Hello, Podcast. I'm Nicole. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. I'm Nicole, your host. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. It's been a day. On today's episode, I have one of my best friends. Um, she is someone that I admire a lot because she took the leap and moved to a new city for a career and left everything and everyone she knows behind in Florida. Um, and honestly, it was the best move she's ever made. Uh, she has a wonderful career. She's thriving in Boston. Um, and plus I get to visit her in Boston. So that's like a bonus for me. Um, and you know, she's just a lovely person. She's so kind, so eloquent. Um, she knows so much that I don't, and I really love learning so much from her, especially when it comes to history about food and wine and, um, different wines I get to try. So she's always, you know, offering to do wine tastings. And by offering, we're volunteering her to do this for us because she's just so great at it. And she picks wines that aren't the most expensive, but are budget friendly. And, you know, she can tell you all about it, which I love that about her. Um, and, you know, obviously I could continue to go on and tell you all these wonderful things about her, but I'll let us get to the interview so that you can actually hear from the person herself. Um, so please welcome Jackie to the podcast. Here. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Take a little sip. It's been a day. To be completely transparent, this is our second go of it because my, I tested it. Sounded great, but it didn't record sound. <laughs> so here we are again. We're going to redo our whole entire interview. Yeah. Hopefully have more thoughtful um, answers to them, maybe. Hopefully. Second time around, I think, is going to be it's good. It's going to be the best It's going to be really good. Definitely. Um, so let's just start. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. For the second time. I'm good. I'm I'm in the middle of, like, a puppy pile over here. We've got <laughs> Nick's French Bulldogs. One of them is on my chair with me and the other is at my feet so I'm feeling very loved good right now good good yeah. I'm glad we a lot need, of love you need that kind of support right now especially having to do this again and <laughs> you know you'll probably hear the dogs on almost every podcast because they're loud they snore they fart yeah they're hilarious stuff happens um I mean obviously I know a ton about you but it's true <laughs> the audience wants to know more so what made you who you are today where, where'd you grow up? What's your family life like? <laughs> Tell me everything. So many questions. Um, so I really, I live in Boston, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Um, I'm really into history. Um, I really like to work out and do yoga. And by workout, I only mean spinning and yoga. Like those are the only two things that I like to do. Um, and I grew up in this little tiny town in upstate New York. And for people who are listening who have any sort of ideas about upstate New York, upstate New York starts at Poughkeepsie and north. 
None of this, like, White Plains is upstate. There's none of that. Um, it's a little town called Cobleskill. I love that you kind of threw some shade you have in to. there, and I love it. You have to, because downstaters trying to make Westchester County upstate, and it's not Downstaters. It's, it's a problem. Um, so just saying. Anyway, so Cobleskill, New York, it's a really tiny town in the country, um, countryside of New York. Um, and my home life, so I'm an only child. As you know, um, uh, my parents, uh, my mom and dad split when I was about 11. Um, so as an only child and like when you're a young kid, but you're not young enough to not know what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. That's interesting. And then my mom moved here, which is how I ended up here for a time in my life. And then how, you know, I met you. So <laughs> that's part of her life, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think that the way that you grew up, obviously your parents got divorced. Do you think mm -hmm. that actually impacted your views on relationships? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I never – it's a couple of things. Like, you know, my parents split when I was 11, but also, like, my mother's an artist, and she was making, like, a lot of, like, feminist art when mm -hmm. I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And so from a young age, it was very, like, be independent – I never wanted, like, some people talk about, like, they're thinking about their wedding or, like, getting married from a young age. Like, I never thought about that. If anything, I was, like, my hero, my heroes were all, like, strong women who had, like, never, never, ever going to be married. Like, it was, like, an Elizabeth the first sort of thing. Um, so I don't think that for me, it was just very much, like, I want to, like, love my career. I want to be on my own, and I don't ever want to have to answer to anybody. And I think I obviously saw that from, like, my parents' breakup, which was just, like, you know, that obviously affected me a lot. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that if they stayed together, that would have changed your views on relationships? Yeah. I, I definitely do. And I'd be a different person. Um, yeah, I would totally be a different person. Um, I grew up with my dad mm -hmm. um, primarily. And um, I think that definitely shaped me. Whereas, like, if my – mom and dad were still together I think I'd have a different view on relationships um but you know but they're not so like you can never go back and say like this is how it would have been or this is how I would be but I, I would definitely be different one thing that I think I remember you saying is you never really saw your parents be affectionate at least in front of yeah. you do you yeah. think that changes the way that you view it because I feel like you're a very affectionate person <laughs> She cuddles me. In the I know. Of the night. I get a light thrown on me all the time. She's got to use a body pillow yeah. to keep me away. I know. I'm uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think so. I think I sort of like swing in the opposite direction, especially after you know my my being married to my ex husband. I, but I do think that growing up in a household where you don't see people affectionate with each other absolutely affects the way you behave in your relationships um because you know my earlier relationships in my life like I was just not used to I didn't know like what like a normal relationship looked like yeah so I mean not that anything is normal but like I didn't have a good idea of like something that was healthy yeah I can see that yeah so that definitely affected that, yeah. me yeah so do you have any like, do you think about or have any feelings in regards to what really makes a relationship last? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that I think that trust is absolutely something that you have to have. Like, that's like yeah. the that's like the groundwork yeah, of any relationship. If yeah. if you don't have trust, like, you might as well just like 
break it off and move on. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that you also have to like absolutely want the best for that other person regardless of it's whether or not it's with you. Um, I think it's like, you know, I, I love who you're becoming, but like I just don't know if that's something I can be a part of. But like if you're married, that's obviously different. Like you're making a commitment to grow and change with that person and to be there for that person when they want to make, you know, big moves in their lives. And I think that, you know, trust is one thing, but you also have to like be an active participant in your relationship. And I think that that's something that I've learned where I didn't have somebody who was an active participant and who wanted to be all in. And I think that that definitely showed me like I, I need to make sure that I have that. That you're next person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, I don't even think you should feel desperate prior to anything like that because mm-hmm. that's like just not going to work for me. It's pretty hardcore. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's a little too much. But I do think that like your vows, like you make them because you know you're going to have hard times and like mm-hmm. no relationship is rainbows and unicorns and no. stuff. So like you are going to have to do the work and put it yeah. in. And like to not have fucking muted myself the whole time. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I just unmuted myself. They can probably still hear me though on yours. It's not a problem. We can go back and do it again. Oh no, just no, just this little bit that I was oh. just saying. No, 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 we're fine. I'm probably gonna leave all of this in. I was like, this is a <laughs> shit show of a show. Jesus, I had to turn you down because you went into the red. Welcome to the shit show. Yes. Hello, with the part-time wife, Nicole. Oh my god. Um, no, what I was saying was just. You know, you go in and you have to expect that things aren't going to be perfect the entire time. And I feel like people think, oh, it's going to be great. Like, now that we're married, we're committed. And I was like, no, you still have to fucking work. You still have to date that person. That's something that my therapist, our therapist, mine and Dylan's, was like, you guys still need to go on dates. You're too young to not be doing that. And I was like... I was like, you're right, because we don't. We normally – we have so much stuff planned when he's home because he's only home so little. Right. Um, but I do think that, like, the foundation is, like, you need to continue to date each other and you need to work and grow yeah. together um, and accept the person who they are. I mean, obviously, if they turn into a complete raging alcoholic asshole, like, you can't stay with that. Yeah, you just can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. Um, so, as you mentioned, you have an ex-husband, and – you have lived in Boston for a while now. Yeah. Um, and you started dating someone about two years ago. Yeah. His name is Steve or Hi, Cheese. Steve. We like to call him Cheese. Hi, cheese. Um, how did y'all meet? How did that start? Yeah, so, you know, coming out of my marriage, I was very, like, I don't ever want to get married again. Like, I mean, those feelings are normal. Like, when mm-hmm. you've gone through – something that you intended to last right Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't last and you have to deal with the fallout from all of that so I was very much like I don't want to I don't want to you know get married again but I did want to date again because like I had been alone that's this relationship our relationship had been over for a while and I hadn't dated like it was just like I wanted to date like I wanted to find somebody new but I was very pessimistic about like getting married again yeah um but yeah so i met steve on hinge we'll plug for our plug and it Um, is funny because i definitely have told people it's like yeah they met on bumble and i'm like you're a liar i'm a fucking liar (laughs) guys she just called me out um so yeah we met on hinge which i love because like it's not just pictures 
it's like you they have quotes yeah. you can like like that or it's like favorite movie or like it's other oh, things like other than just like the physical so it, yeah because physical is important like well, don't because get me wrong when you started dating mal this didn't exist same for me and dylan right. like there was no like there was online dating but you did yeah. e-harmony to find your love right and like that was only if you were like old Okay, first of all, bitch, I was on eHarmony and Match. Yes, because I wanted to find my match, okay? And that was the only way to get dates. Like, I'm sorry. Am I going to sit at my house waiting for someone to break in and date me? That's that's true. Because that's like, I'm literally that meme. I never went out. But you're right in that that was totally new for me um, in this relationship and, <laughs> like, yeah. finding a relationship. Because, like, that was not a thing no. when I met my ex-husband. And then I was all of a sudden on the market again, and I was like – I want to date, mm-hmm. but it's terrifying. But I was like, I hate this. this hate it. So... It's scary. Yeah. You're like, is it's this really person going to show up in a van and take it's me? It's really hard <laughs> to put yourself out there again. I, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I've talked to Dylan about it. I was like, thank fucking God we don't have to do this again. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's never not... say never. We'll just see. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to be fine. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're going to be oh fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I already told we Dylan. You, Dylan. We do love Dylan. He's amazing. I mean, I already told him I won't be a divorcee. I'll be a widower. Yeah. Why? Because okay, he'll kill him. He's gonna die. <laughs> I mean, let's be very clear. He told me he's out at fifty, and I was like, "You said sixty before." Oh, okay. he said he's out at sixty. He's, okay. He's like, "No, out of life," and I was like, <laughs> "I didn't sign up for just." He was like, "You're gonna get the best of me, and then I'm gonna leave." Oh and I was God, like, "Okay, Dylan. crazy." Um, so when you met Steve, though, like, I mean, I remember getting the text, you never wanted children. Yeah. And I get a text after, you know, you meeting him a little while and you were like, I'd have three of his babies. And I was like, holy 100%. shit. So you, did you know, you knew very quickly this was your person. Yeah, I think, and I think that I was just, I was very attracted to, like, he's family, very, family? Va- he has a van family? Um, he's van family. He's, <laughs> he's very family oriented. Yeah. Um, and that was something that was, like, immediately attractive to me because I didn't, he's got a big family. Like, I didn't have that, you no. know, growing up. And he's just, like, very, I just, like, I don't know. Like, there's just something about him that is, like, very calming to me. And, like, I feel so safe with him. I feel so at home with him. And, like, I never felt that in any – and, like, that's a lot when you've been married before. Like, that's a lot to say. And so, yeah, like, very quickly in my – I never wanted kids. I mean, as we established, I was like, I am going to be alone forever. forever. I don't want to – and then, like, all of a sudden I met him and I was like, I would like to have his children. All of them. (laughs) How many do you want? I'll give them all to you. Well, I mean, it's a little different – well, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a little different now because, like, I'm in my 30s. And, well, like, yeah. Having, I, like, I don't know why, but, like, when I met him, like, three just, like, popped into my head. You're like, three sounds great. Three sounds awesome. And I almost spit my drink out at I her. I was like, what is happening? Someone who never wanted kids just swinging in the other, complete other direction. Complete. Yeah. I was like, you know they have to come out of your body, right? I do know that. <laughs> and he is a large man. He's a large man, so. I mean, and you're not. Send prayers. You're also tall, and your father is a large man. I was yeah. like, this is going to be intense for yeah. you. Send prayers and thoughts. I'm yes, not pregnant, everyone. by the way. Yes, we know. <laughs> I, made, I made you take that test. <laughs> I was like, take a test now. I'm not pregnant. Which so. is, I mean, you know, if it happens, it happens, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. There's a plan. 
find mm. a place. So, uh, speaking of pregnant, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> speaking of pregnant, I'm no, just kidding. Uh, so, y'all moved in. Yeah, we June. Moved, we moved in together in June of this year. In June, mm-hmm. and you've been together two years. So, yeah. how has that changed your relationship and like the dynamic between you guys? Because you moved into his home. Yeah. Um. So it definitely when you're moving into like a home together that's new to the to the two of you. Yeah. Um. It's obviously different than like me moving into his home. I mean, he's lived in the same place for like 13 years mm-hmm. for the most part. And he's, um, you know, he's never opened his home, like never lived with a woman. Yeah. So I think it was a big change for the both of us. Um, but he's really, you know, and there are little bumps, like every relationship, like there's things about every couple where like something that he does, that drives me crazy. And toothpaste I do things gay. that drive him crazy. Toothpaste gay. Know, toothpaste gay. Someone had to relearn how to brush their teeth. And it wasn't Steve. Nope. It was me. Um, <laughs> it's everybody, because- everybody has their things. I remember for New Year's Eve, I was mm-hmm. like, Steve, don't go in this bathroom because I don't think I brush my teeth right. <laughs> and he was like, you told her. And I was like, well, I it's, know. A, it's a funny thing I know. now. Everybody has their stuff. Um, oh, 100%. And the quirks and the way they like things. And that's, you know, he's been amazing. He has been so amazing. He reassures, he asks me and checks in all the time. I love that. To be like, are you feeling at home? Like, this is our home. I want you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's really lovely that he checks in and, like, wants, is really concerned. Yeah. And making sure that, like, I feel at home in our space. That is definitely something that I... Yeah really like about him yeah. i did not do that when dylan moved in i was like <laughs> we got a lot of stuff you're very gross you like I, put it on the lawn yeah i'm like you're like a gross man with your hair everywhere fucking shaven you're like we're having a yard sale he's like this is my stuff <laughs> he's like it's all my stuff and i was like we're gonna get some money for it <laughs> oh my god uh um, well, thankfully steve didn't do that yet Let's yeah do that. i mean you are gone this weekend steve. we'll see what happens I know, that's We'll true. see. Um, so what are some challenges that y'all have faced if, that you don't mind sharing? Like, I mean, sure. you guys started dating. During COVID. Uh, j- right, right before. before COVID. So you yeah. had like a good, like a couple months to really dive deep into yeah. a relationship and get out there and socialize. Yeah. And then it kind of just stopped. Yeah. Because you're in a major city. Yeah, we couldn't do like anything. And, you know, we didn't live together yet. Oh, that's right. So we had just like... We just started dating in August 2019. We had a few months together, but then, like, the whole world stopped. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we live in the city of Boston, so it's a little different. You know, we couldn't go on – I couldn't get on the subway anymore. I have a car, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, thank God you have that. But, like, you know, it was just go grocery shopping and sit in the house together. And you really get – we really had, like, a fast-track sort of relationship and that we were spending – we were spending a lot of time together anyway. I don't think we went more than, like, two days without seeing each other. Mm. We spent a lot of time together. But, like, especially during COVID, like, if you're able to exist in a time when, like, there are no distractions, it's just you two. Diving deep. Yeah. And, like, I – if anything, I think it brought us closer together. Yeah. I mean, I – amazing it is amazing because i mean we've seen it like you there's so many divorces so many breakups because especially with people like steve is working from home and like you know at certain points you were working from home and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and you're just in one place yeah just pent up together Mm -hmm. so a lot of couples unfortunately were like 
this is too much of you. Like, right. I really don't like you. Right. And it was also to, like, we were, you know, he has nieces and nephews. And, like, we were just like, oh, my God. Like, we couldn't imagine. Like, props to all the parents out there. Cause, like, oh, I can't 100%. During peak COVID, like when none of us were allowed to go anywhere, like pre-vaccine, like I can't imagine well, and what then, that must have been like. And like not only having to work from home, but also make yeah. sure that your kids are still doing their schoolwork. Yeah. Like if you can't afford to have someone there with you, like I can't, I can't imagine doing that at all. Yeah. I, I can't I, imagine having a kid. So let's be real. Well, and like. <laughs> home office like my Steve works from home every day still Mm -hmm. and I work in the office so I think that's been really good for us because like I like working in an office I do wish that I had like more flexibility I'm in four days a week and then at home one day a week I wish it was more like a two three situation yeah I think I think that's such a good balance too because it gives you the social interaction with others outside so that because I think a big part of it is when it's just you two and you're not going anywhere, you're like, I have nothing to talk to you about. I know. And so, like, you – and you're like, did you see the news today? More COVID. <laughs> it's like, I know. I don't want to – you know, you don't want to constantly talk about COVID. And, like, I definitely – I enjoyed working from home, but Dylan also wasn't here. Right. And when he was, it was a pain. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. I don't know how you guys did it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you would say that – COVID pretty much impacted you guys in a positive manner because it really brought you guys together. And I I mean, of course, you had your challenges. We did. I mean, we definitely had challenges. Like, I was furloughed um, for, like, three, four months, Mm -hmm. which, like, that was a big – like, in terms of bumps, that's probably one of the biggest bumps for our relationship because, for me, I – my self-worth was really tied to my job and, like, Mm -hmm. who I was in my job and my career and, like – to not all of a sudden not have and I was getting my master's degree so yeah. like I was supposed to graduate and I you know my job was taken away and then I didn't have a graduation so like within a month my whole world changed and you know a lot of people had this same sort of experience but it was really hard for me and I really had a tough time you did um but I do think that ultimately the the positive part in that was that you know now I I don't tie, like, my entire self-worth to my job Mm -hmm. um, in the way that I had before. Yeah, I agree. I definitely saw a shift in regards to, like, how you felt about work. Mm -hmm. And and it was a positive one because you definitely – I was like, you're more than just your job. And that's something that I think as women were either – you know, your worth is based on how you raise your kids. Yeah. Or it's how you are in business. Yeah. And it's not just, like – okay, well, I'm also this whole other person that likes to go on walks and read and, like, do these other things and have hobbies and activities. Like, it's not just what I wake up and do every day. Right. And I think to see that shift in you, I was like... Well, and, too, like, our our culture is so pro-be-productive, like, hustle culture. And Mm -hmm. I think that, like, for once, I was like, okay, well, I have nothing to do. Like, I have a paper to finish for my master's program, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm going to go read a book in the park. And that's cool for me. Yeah. You know, it was, like, it was sort of embracing the – because, like, I was very well aware that, like, you know, I didn't know whether or not I was going to have a job to go back to. I ended up having to go back. Yeah. Which, you know, i really fortunate for that. But I also was like, oh, this is really interesting because if I do go back or not – 
like I get a pause that yeah. I think a lot of people would have like killed for yes in that time 100%. I was able to press pause and like take a step back and like granted like I was on unemployment in my early 30s which I was like I've never been on unemployment like yeah. this is like it was a lot yeah but, I mean it's definitely a shift in your mindset yeah, and then also like you're like I remember you being like I don't know what to do like what if I don't have this job and yeah. I'm just like I mean you're you, you can easily be hired somewhere. You're very talented in what you do and in anything that you do. Um, but <laughs> let me just throw that compliment over oh, there. there. Um, but like also during that time, like you were supposed to graduate. All of us were supposed to come up there and like yeah. we literally couldn't travel until yeah. and like and we came up in August yeah. instead of May yeah. because we wanted to celebrate you still. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Like you know, it's they really kind of nice. lifted a little bit. We just had to get a COVID test before we went and, like, you know, wear a mask and everything like that. Yeah. You know, we did what we were supposed to do. But I think – and you also hadn't traveled down here in a while. Yeah. And, you know, you normally come just about every other month, if yeah. not every three months, and or, like, I'm going in place of one of those trips yeah. um, to try and balance it out as much as possible. And it's, like, you – Lost a job. You can't see your friends. Yeah. And then you, you're in a new relationship. New relationship. Yeah. Like, you a had a lot hit. And then, obviously, a global pandemic. Yeah. You know, just that little splash. I know. We forget about that because we're so in it Yeah. now that it's just, like, Well, yeah. This is our just our – It is. It's our yeah. new normal. Um. So, we met – now back to our relationship. Yeah. Uh, we met because my husband bought a car from your ex-husband. They became best friends, and yeah. then I met you, and we became best friends. And our friendship literally went from zero to 60 very quickly. Yeah. And everyone said that. Trina even mentioned it, like, early in our friendship. She was like, you guys, like, fell in love. We did. Deeply we and quickly. Hard. When you know, you know. You just know. <laughs> it's true. And I remember, like, it was con- – you met us – right when we were getting engaged. Mm-hmm. So you were there through that whole entire process. Yeah. And I remember for our one year friendship, I was like, let's go to dinner. Like we were just going to dinner like normal. Yeah. You didn't know anything. And I was like, oh my God, it's our one year. And I had like a bag and you're like deer in headlights. And you were like, what the fuck? I didn't get you anything. And I, I was felt like, so bad, but it was really me asking her to be a bridesmaid. And yeah. so I was like, it's definitely, you don't have to get me anything. I wanted you to be a part of my wedding because, like, our relationship just blossomed. Yeah. Um, but since you knew all, you knew us, like, through that time, especially me planning a wedding by myself mm-hmm. practically. Yeah. Um, and then to now, now that Dylan's gone so much, he's been home eight months in the last two years, mm-hmm. missed almost every holiday. Well, no, didn't almost. He missed every holiday, yeah. three anniversaries for the last three years, like, what do you see in our relationship that is minus like him just being gone that's different from others that you viewed or your own relationship? Well, that's a good question. Um, so obviously, like, yeah, I've known you guys for pretty much your entire like engaged, married yeah. selves. Um, excuse me, <laughs> um, <A little> champagne. <laughs> taking a page from the dogs' books over here. There you go. Um, no, I think that you know something that's really unique about. You and Dylan, I think this is something that every couple, like, needs to have if they're going to make it work, is yeah. that you two genuinely are in. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something, like, I didn't have, like, in my previous relationship. It's, like, I'm willing to do the work 
to make it work, are you willing to do that too? And you guys are. Yeah. You know, you are both like, okay, like we're going to make this work. And even though this, like, especially like the timing with his job totally sucks. Yeah. Like sucks. Like there's no way to. Yeah. There's no better that. way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, you constantly, like you're very vocal about what you need in a relationship. And, yeah. you know, he is like, he loves you. And so he is like, you know, willing to put in the effort, which I think is something you need. Yes. And I think that's something that, you know, Dylan loves you so much and you guys are so cute together. But, like, I, I can't imagine the time apart. It's got – I mean, just me being away from Steve for, like, three days, yeah. like, hurts my heart. So, like, I can't imagine, like – you but now you're so into it that like yeah. it's normal for you. It is. I mean, he's he's done this job since I met him. Yeah. And like for me, similar to you, like I never wanted to get married. Yeah. I never wanted to have kids. Like I was very independent. I yeah. still am very independent. Yeah. Obviously, you have to be in in this for his line of work. Like mm. a lot of marriages don't work when and relationships don't work. I mean, that's why most of his never worked out because the person couldn't handle being alone and don't get me wrong i'm fucking tired of being alone no and i am and like i've made it very clear that like his schedule needs to change which it is thank goodness because if it didn't i don't know what the hell we would do um but i just i was just so used to it and i was just like this is normal and like Every time I tell people what he does and then he's gone, they're like, how do you do it? I was like, I don't – it's just I wake up every day. I put my feet on the ground. I fucking move around. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just live my life. And, yeah. you know, it's not like I can't talk to him. Like, right. we text every day. Thank God for FaceTime. F- FaceTime. Like, yeah. we're still in constant communication with each other. So I think that helps. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, he when he was in the Gulf working, yeah. I didn't hear from him for two weeks. That's at a time so but we were like so new where i was like fuck it i'm busy i'm in school well and also too like i think it's a testament because like as to you know how how much you love each other and are mm-hmm. willing to put in the effort too is like as relationships change like i think in your 20s you're a little more like i can do this like this is cool but then as you you know if you think about whether or not you want to start a family mm-hmm. that's your choice but like now when you're like in your early to mid 30s these are things that you're thinking about and you're like well you need to be here if we're gonna make these decisions to be able to have that family yeah exactly so it definitely like as relationships change like these are conversations that like we all have it's just that yours are in regard to you know physically being here whereas for a lot of people that's not the issue you know yeah i mean that's definitely true yeah so speaking of like past relationships current relationships yeah. what have you learned about yourself and just relationships in general because of what you've mm. been through and like also what you've seen i mean you've seen all of our friends and their relationships and stuff yeah. i think that anything i've learned is that i was always really willing to like abandon myself to be somebody that people wanted me to be Mm -hmm. um and i'm like a people pleaser i want people to like me i'm i don't really give that vibe no but like internally i kind of probably seem like a bitch like outside for people who don't know me (laughs) never like a like a stone cold bitch but yeah definitely you do really for like the people that i love and care for like i 
put a lot of effort in and like especially in my like previous relationships Mm -hmm. I would abandon myself and like totally not advocate for things that I wanted or needed in pursuit of like making them like me yeah and like I think that's something that well I definitely don't do that anymore um and I think you know, when you go through something as, like, incendiary as a breakup on the level of, like, a divorce. Yeah. I think that, you know, I did a lot of – I mean, you have to. You have a lot of time on your hands. And, you know, we were already living separate. So, like, I had for a, a long lot, time. For a long time. And, like, I had a lot of time to sort of – like, and I, I had counseling for it because there's no way I could go through it on my own. Mm-mm. I really needed help navigating my thoughts. So, like, that's the first time I had ever had, like, a counselor to help me get through things. So – and then secondarily, like, I learned that it's – you know, I need – I have issues advocating for myself and that I needed to work on those and that I also am a very emotional communicator. And I needed to work on that too because I wanted to make sure that – I didn't bring any of, like, the bullshit or the baggage Mm -hmm. into my new relationship. And that was really hard um, because, you know, the way that, you know, certain people act or just do certain people do things, it would remind me of, like, triggers from my previous relationship. And, like, like, that's not my boyfriend's responsibility because like that's my issue yeah like clearly I'm triggered by this because of something that happened in my previous relationship and like I can't just go around like he's not doing anything wrong no but I'm reacting because I'm still like you're hurting yeah and I needed to get over it and I that took a little time but um yeah I think I've definitely like definitely stronger for it I definitely advocate for myself more and I'm more now that I'm in a relationship with someone who is like an active participant and is there like with me doing yeah. the work and wants to do and the work. wants to do the work and is willing to like communicate and like be my partner I just it's really valuable and it's something that I don't ever like I'm not ever gonna be in a relationship again where I don't have that yeah, I think that yeah. communication is the biggest thing and the hardest thing in relationships. So hard. <laughs> um, second to, like, yeah. money discussions. Yeah. Um, so I totally agree. I think learning from those. And I definitely have seen the shift and the change in the way that you communicate yeah. and the way that you advocate for yourself a little bit more. Because yeah. I see it also, like, in friendships and, like, obviously yeah. our friendship where yeah. we both aren't great at communicating when we're upset about something. Yeah. I'm the type of person where I'm like, I just need to like, I'm just going to go because I need to process what I'm feeling because I'm not good with emotions. I'm a very cold person. But you're not. I'm not. Like deep down, I'm very emotional, but I, my front face, what I put forward to the world is like, I'm cold. I don't care. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Fuck the world. (laughs) Like you can, you can go fuck right off. Like. But in reality, yeah. like, especially when it's people that I love and I care about, I'm like, I need to feel what I need to feel, process it, and then mm-hmm. I come back to you so I can clearly explain why I felt a certain way. Yeah. And it's something that I've definitely learned mostly through our relationship, not my relationship <laughs> with Dylan, yeah. and, like, my relationship with Katrina and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's – I've definitely seen a shift where we communicate a little bit better. We do, yeah. Um, and I think – all of it has helped like in my personal relationship too with Dylan of being like, okay, well let me, let me feel something and like let you know that I'm upset and I'm sad and say, sorry for being such a bitch to you (laughs) when I first tried to tell you. Um, But yeah, I mean, I love the change. Like I feel like you put yourself first a little bit more in your relationship, which you, 
I mean, I watched your last relationship and I had no idea anything was going on for a long time, like that you were struggling because again, you were very private, even though we were very close, you were guarded because you wanted it to work. You were doing so much to make something work at the deficit of yourself. Like you were hurting yourself to make something work. And when I found out, I was like, fuck him. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, like any good friend. And like, yeah. it's definitely true. Like, I think when you're going through something, to, and when, especially when you're married, right? It's, it's not just yeah. like a boyfriend, girlfriend thing. Like you, I was very private about it because I didn't, like, what if it does end up working out? Yeah. Then you've like told all your friends, like all your dirty laundry. And like, even though they're your friends, like they don't need to know. They don't need to know everything. They don't need to know everything. No. But then, like, it gets to a breaking point where I was just, like, I can no longer keep this from, like, the closest person to me. And then I just, like, and I'm this way when I communicate, too, is I keep things in and I keep things in and I until keep things in. Until it boils. Until I just, like, it, everything boils over I and re- everything's a mess. And like <laughs> I remember when you told me it was yeah. my birthday. It was the first time I've ever been to Boston yeah. with you. And... Yeah. We were so drunk, and you told me everything, and I was just like, the next morning, I remember waking up and just being like, you you told me, you told me all that? That was real, right? That was real? Because I was real drunk. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure when I asked the question, I was drunk, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, and it's just so mind-blowing, because, again, you never really know what someone's going through behind closed doors. 100%. And and it's nobody's business. Like, you don't have to, but there becomes a point where... Like you said, you let it boil up where you need to let someone know. You need to have a sounding board of reason. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't have a perfect relationship by any means. Nobody does. But I do feel like I'm good at advocating for what needs to be done or what needs to be said or, you know, what you need, how you need to approach something. Like you need to give a time frame of like, hey, I'm really upset. I need these things to work. I'm giving you this long. If you're not able to, just tell me now. But I'm going to give you some time to really work on you. Yeah. And if that person doesn't do it, then you're like, hey, I told you X, Y, and Z needs to be done by this time. Right. So now I'm done. Right. And it's like, well, so I don't don't know how I could be more clear. You know what I mean? It's just like, and like that's something that like you've shown me because you're very strong and you set achievable goals for people and I try like, to so for me like I I took a page out of your book and it was also recommended by my counselor yes <laughs> so, yes know. she needed someone not just me <laughs> by the way I'm not the reason no it <laughs> no but it's very like you know it was very much like okay like this yeah. is how you feel like this is how I feel this yeah. is a way a path forward that I can see for the both of us yeah and if this is not if you're not able to do this then I can't do this. No. You know? And, like, it's unfortunate when the other person is not all in. Right? I agree. And it's, like, like, heartbreaking. But really, they're doing you a favor. They are. They're letting you know who yeah. they really are. And that's okay. Like, yeah. if they don't – that's the thing. It's, like, my hope was that the person would step up. Yeah. I would hope that they would step up for the one person that yeah. is constantly stepping up for them. Yeah. And it was – heartbreaking to see it yeah and it was heartbreaking to see how much you tried but i also think that you need to respect yourself yeah and know when 
you aren't respected. Well, right. And I think now, like, I'm clearly in a better relationship. Oh, my God. 100%. You know, he's in a different relationship, too. Which is great. Yeah, people move on in their own ways. And really, like, we're now with people who are better suited to each other. 100%. So it worked Well, and I think that that's the beauty of and kind of the sadness of, like, you know, we're ending this. But then the beauty in it is, like, Oh, but I just found my person. Yeah. You found your person. Yeah, which I did not intend to. No, like, not at just all. Just kind of like, it just You're like, cool, I want I want to date. I want to have fun. I want to yeah. laugh with someone new. And like, yeah. it just cascaded into a beautiful thing. And yeah, I'm sure just, that's the same thing that happened for him, which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah and so. that's what you, that's always what you want when you 100%. have a breakup. You, yeah. when you really love someone, you gotta set them free. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true though, and let I, them find their person. Because I was very like, that's that's the thing is that like, unless there's like a like massive like issue, like a bigger issue than like, well, like the if, ones that we had. Well, if there's like know? abuse right. and like then violence, yeah, then you don't have to wish them well. No, but no, you're very, like fuck it's, you. It's very much like <laughs> you know, for us especially, it's like you know, I don't want the worst for them no and like also like you don't want that sort of negativity you don't have when you're going through like a breakup or something like you don't have the emotional space for that no to hold that sort of resentment towards somebody and like we never did and i think that's been really nice i agree i think that you guys honestly with the grace that you guys ended your relationship i'm like that's how every relationship should end yeah it was good one person asks for something they don't get it that person's not able and then you're just like, cool, well, yeah. this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's fine. I think that's the way that it should be done. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. And I'm glad that you both found someone. I'm glad that you are living your best fucking life in Boston mm-hmm. with cheese. cheese. I wish I was in Boston. Cheese. Fucking tired of this heat down here. I know. Um, Nick runs a high temperature, like 24-7. I know. You can see I'm a, little, who wants to know. I'm a little fucking red because I'm hot. I need a fan on me at <laughs> all times. Um, well, of course, thank you for being on my podcast round two. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're going to do more. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So let's end the podcast with our question. Okay. What is one hope you have for your future self, either just for you or for your relationship? Um, I think that one hope I have for my future self is that I continue to just be open to change and understand that like not all change is bad yeah you know oh, that's a good one yeah yeah and not be all losses are bad right because there's uh, things happen that are out of our control mm-hmm. and we can try to control them as much as they want but like you know what's that what's that saying like we make plans and god laughs sort of thing oh yeah 100 like, percent. so i think for me it's just like i i want to try to control everything and for me it's just like i need to be better at just embracing change and allowing the universe to show you what needs to be done yeah and absolutely. what needs to happen i like that a lot Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and will tune in next week. You can find the Part-Time Wife Podcast with Nicole wherever you get your favorite podcast every Tuesday. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok, the part underscore time wife, to get updates about when new episodes are airing and any bonus material that you can find on 
Patreon whenever it's going to be released. Um, Patreon was created for our supporters to support the show and also get some exclusive bonus material, um, including the video portion of this podcast, as well as extra little bonuses um, throughout the month. You can find that at Patreon or on Patreon um, for The Part-Time Wife. Uh, You can also support our show by subscribing and rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts so that we can move up on in the charts. And you can also share with your friends and let us know that you loved our podcast. Um, Thank you for listening. And remember, my dear listener, you deserve all of the happiness. Bye.